Welcome to the Out of My Mindset podcast with your host, Paola Camila. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry about my voice. I didn't realize it sounded like this. Might be because of the Taylor Swift concert that I just went to this past weekend. Um, actually went to two of them, so that might be why. Anyways, it was a blast, but I'm so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today because I don't think that I have ever actually dived deep into this topic of relationships and I think it can have a big effect on a lot of people. Maybe the presence of a relationship or the lack of a relationship, but either way, it's a pretty important and big part of a lot of people's lives. So, I wanted to dive deep into this and I really love talking about relationships and what makes a good relationship or some red flags, green flags, what to look for, that kind of thing. So, I am excited to get into this. So, as always, I just want to start off with my relationship experience. I am currently in a relationship, the best relationship of my life, definitely a relationship that is going towards marriage. We're actually going to move in together in the next month. So, that's super exciting. I have never lived with a partner before and I wouldn't choose to do that unless there was plans for marriage and there is. So, that is just my personal preference, but I am so excited about that coming up and um, it's going to be a new chapter. So, I'm really excited to move on to a new stage of life. I currently live with a roommate and I've experienced living with roommates. I've shared a room with a roommate. I've had my own room in a house full of people um, and overall, I would say I've had a good experience and I have experienced living alone. So, honestly, I feel like I am ready for this stage and it's really exciting. But in terms of relationships in general, so I have been in quite a few relationships throughout my life and they all have been super different. So, I kind of want to just go through them a little bit. So, I would say my first like real relationship, it was like my first love and all of that. That was in high school. So, that relationship was super interesting (laughs) to say the least. Um, That was a very toxic relationship. It was not healthy at all, but it was the first relationship and oftentimes I feel like the first relationship is most likely to probably be the worst relationship that you've been in. Um, But Nonetheless, I am grateful for all of these relationships and all of these people because I've learned a lot from being in these relationships with them. However, so this initial relationship was just whack. <laughs> it lasted only six months, but honestly, I feel like it lasted forever and it impacted me 
the impact that it's had on me has been everlasting in a great way. So this relationship lasted six months and, you know, it's in high school. You just, <laughs> you, my class was so small. It was like 25 people. So there weren't many options, <laughs> but, um, this relationship, it was just not the healthiest. I, I don't know. I don't want to go so much into it, but in the end, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of nervous to say this, but I'm whatever. In the end, the, he ended up cheating on me with my best friend. So they kind of, it was like a double-edged sword. So that was awesome. But if you can imagine, like as a high schooler and in a class of 25 people, um, you know, when that, when stuff like that happens, it has a really huge effect on you. And it really did have a huge effect on me. And honestly, I thank that relationship for kind of sending me on this self-growth journey. I would say that consciously my self-growth journey started after that relationship ended. And honestly, I, I'm very grateful. It was after that that I was struggling with heartache and this pain because they ended up, you know, being a couple after him and I were together. So after me, you know, they were a couple and they were in the same, um, they were in the same class as me. So I like, it was unavoidable to see them every single day, multiple times a day. So that really pushed me to this path. That's when I read my first self-help book. The first self-help book that I ever read was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I read this after the breakup. And then after that, I read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz or Don Miguel Ruiz, if you can understand the Spanish accent. But those first two books were life-changing, but the one that really, really cut deep with me was The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz, the same author. And that is my favorite book to this day out of all the books that I've ever read. That book taught me so, so much. And I've recommended this book to so many people. I've let so many people borrow this book and... If you haven't read it, I definitely recommend that you read it, especially if you're in a stage of your life where you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship. I would absolutely recommend reading this book. I actually, when I first started dating my boyfriend, Johnny, I actually asked him to read this book and he did so happily and I was so nervous. I was like, oh, what if he doesn't want to read it? Um... But he, you know, he just told me, you know, you don't ask a lot of me. So when you ask something and it's important to you, I'm going to do it. And he did it. And I'm so grateful that he did. He read this book and we still refer to it throughout our relationship. We refer to that book like whenever we get into an argument or we're having a discord, we'll refer back to that book and just kind of remember what 
those core values are because that book, I told him this book represents how I want my relationship to look like. So I would love if you read it. And because he has and understands and agrees with it, it has been able to really be a foundation for our relationship. So I'm really grateful for that. But then after that relationship, I went to college and I ended up getting into a relationship probably like, I think this might have been like two or three years after the initial relationship ended. And this relationship was so, so different from my first relationship because there was no commotion. There was no, commotion's not the right word. There was no, like, there was no tension. There was no fighting, like, ever. And he was just the most chill person in the world. Like, the relationship before that, it was, like, kind of, like, two hot burning flames that just, you know, (laughs) caused a lot of tension, but we both, like, were very opinionated. But this relationship was so different because this guy was just so the opposite. Like, it was not toxic, but I also wouldn't say that it was the healthiest either. It, you know, was kind of in the middle where we were just there. I wouldn't say that it was, like, I don't know the best way that I can describe it. And this is no offense. I don't mean any offense to anybody (laughs) or I don't even, I don't think this person would be listening, but either way, the best way I can describe it is like just bland. It was just there. And we didn't really connect on a deeper level, I don't think. Like we just, like, I don't even think we were like actual friends. We were just in a relationship and we got along, but there was no like fire. There was no passion or anything. And the fact that we never fought was not, in hindsight, is not a good thing in my opinion because we didn't really talk about things that bothered us and just kind of let it bottle up. I know I did. I can't speak for him, but I know I definitely did that. And I'm not sure why. I think, I don't know. It was just like, I was really unhappy for a long time, honestly. I think from almost the beginning, I was unhappy in this relationship and it went on for like almost two years. And here's the thing. To me, this relationship was like so amazing because there was no toxicity and he was nice to me and he, I wouldn't say he like treated me well, like treated me like a princess or anything, but he respected me you know, the minimum. (laughs) And to me, I was like, oh my gosh, because coming from this other relationship, this, this relationship was like heaven. And I think that reflected a lot in that relationship. And I will also admit that I was not my best self 
in that relationship because I was unhappy and I stayed in that relationship I was not my best self because I was not happy and yeah it just it just didn't work but it taught me a lot of lessons like it taught me to be I need to be more selfless and I need to always kind of and I don't mean this in like a I don't know like a like a I don't know your wife needs to the wife needs to serve their husband but that's not what I mean but I felt like I was never serving him in a way that like I was never I don't know I just feel like I was selfish and I actually felt like he was selfish too and I think it was because I was selfish and he was selfish. You know, you get what you give and that's kind of what it was. So that is that relationship. After that, I had a lot more of a clear picture of what I wanted and what I wanted was very, very specific and I would write my ideal person in my journal. I would write everything about them. Like, I would write all the traits they had. I would write how they treat me. I would write what their personality was like. And after that is when I had a clear-cut picture of what I wanted. And then I'm gonna actually go into this. It wasn't a relationship because we were honestly, it was kind of like during COVID and it was long distance. Um, so like we ended up, it was this guy that we ended up doing like a road trip together around the US and this wasn't a relationship, but it got me closer to Johnny and I'm gonna explain how. So this guy, it was very short-lived, but it taught me a lot. So this guy, he was the closest thing to my ideal person that I had ever gotten to. Like, literally the closest. Like, more than the past relationships have ever, like, given me. So with him, like, not only did we have that mutual respect, but there was... we were actually like friends and we had fun together and we really enjoyed each other's company. Well, I can't speak for him, but I can speak for myself. I really enjoyed his company and we joked around together. He like teased me in a fun and playful way, which is something I had always wanted and looked for in a partner. And, you know, he was funny. He was well-traveled and all these things, but in the end, he didn't really adore me the way I wanted to be adored, if you guys know what I mean. Like, it went, it was super, like, well, but I know in the end, like, this guy would not do anything for me. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but I, like, I was definitely more into him than he was into me, and I can, like, I could tell, like, I don't know. And, you know, there was passion there, but it wasn't like a soul connection, if you know what I mean. 
It wasn't like you are my person and I can feel it in my soul that you are my person. It was never like that. Like we were both probably great candidates for each other. Um, but yeah, that it, it just wasn't a soul connection. And I was like, what? Like when it didn't work out, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I like, what do I do now? Um, I was like, I feel like that was the perfect guy. And let me just say, like back then in that moment, I didn't know that it wasn't a soul connection. Obviously, I thought it was, but it's only in hindsight where you can learn these things and realize these things once you don't have any more feelings attached or any feelings involved that's when you can look back and see the situation, see the relationship for what it actually was without the rose-colored glasses. So, it wasn't until two years after that, I think, was it? Yeah, because that was in 2020, 2021, 2022. Yes, so it wasn't until like two years after that. I think this is so funny. I had like two-year intervals between like each person but um yeah two years after that was when I finally and don't get me wrong there were like a few little like guys along the way but none of them were really serious or lasted very long or had a very huge impact on me to really talk about but it wasn't until two years after that guy where I met Johnny my boyfriend now where I'm like what (laughs) I'm like wow this without a shadow of a doubt is my person from the very beginning I knew he was my person and I knew that we would end up it would be him at the very end and the crazy part is that he felt exactly exactly the same for me and that has never happened in my life where we both felt so strongly about each other in the beginning, like, mutually in the same manner. And this, this is a soul connection. And it had all the good of my past relationships and more. This is actually so freaking crazy. But here's the thing. So, I met Johnny at the point in my life where I was literally turning my life around and this was only so I started doing that in like August September October November okay I started that in August and I met him in November so four months into my like self reinventive health and fitness journey that I met him so I actually remember I put a photo of a couple on my vision board maybe a month and a half or so before I met him at the same time that I was repeating this affirmation and I had this affirmation on my lock screen and it said I don't chase I attract what belongs to me will simply find me and I had that on my lock screen so I would consciously be thinking about it and I had that couple on my vision board and I had written everything down in my journal. I 
did this kind of periodically where I would write uh, ideal qualities in my partner and like if I could paint the picture of my perfect person for me, I would write that down. And after I met him, I went into my journal and first of all, I immediately knew like this was so different at least in my first date, in the first date. Not exactly when we met. When we met, I was like, oh, like, the first thing that I noticed actually was that he was really confident, and that was so, so attractive to me. Anyways, so after I met him and we had our first date, which I was like, that was the best first date of my life, and he felt the same way he literally told me that was the best first date of my life (laughs) and I was like yeah me too um but I went back into my journal just after the first date because that first date was extremely insightful and we had such like deep conversations that you know I got to know him pretty well on a first date for a first date and I went back to my journal went back to like the entries that I had written about my ideal partner and I was like no fucking way (laughs) he has every single quality that I am looking for so far (laughs) you know people show their true colors later but so far to this point he had every single quality that I had wanted in a person And I was just, like, dumbfounded. And here is an even crazier aspect to the story. Two months after we met, I was already planning to move out of the state. I was planning to move back to Puerto Rico, back home. And I told him on the first date, I was like, I am moving to Puerto Rico in two months. And he told me, well, I guess we're going to have to make the most out of these two months that we have together, which I was like, what? I was not expecting that. I was expecting him to like run away and be like, oh, never mind. Like, it's not really worth pursuing you if you're going to leave. That's what I was expecting. But no, he was interested. And okay, here's the really crazy part. After I met him, like, about a week into it, or I don't even know if it was a week, maybe, like, a few days into it, I was, which, by the way, we saw each other, like, pretty much every day since we met, so it's, like, this relationship was progressing as every single day went on. It's not, like, you wait a week, go on a date, wait another week, then go on, you know, it wasn't like that at all. So it was progressing fairly quickly and a few days into it, I actually told him, I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this with you. I'm moving away in two months and I don't really know if I want to start something that can't be finished and he was very understanding and he told me that I am really, really bummed. I'm still here if you change your mind, but he actually told me later, (laughs) 
I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but he told me, you know, kind of weeks after that, that that day when he left my house and I told him that, that he went home crying, that he was so sad because he felt like he found his person and I was ending it with before it even started. And later that night, I came to my senses and I told myself, no, you are self-sabotaging because you finally found someone that could be it. And I just told myself, you can't, you can't let this go. Once I realized and became aware that that action was a self-sabotaging action, I went back and I texted him later that night, literally the same day. And I told him, actually, I don't want to make decisions based off of fear. So I'm going to continue this with you and see where it goes. And I thank God for that moment (laughs) of clarity because if I hadn't, I would have left to Puerto Rico, which I didn't. I stayed and I would have left to Puerto Rico and this would have never happened and that would have been such a shame. And by the way, I did not go to Puerto Rico only because of him. There was a lot of factors into that decision and just didn't really make sense. And then on top of it, to add a really great, serious relationship to it, to the mix, it just did not make sense for me to go. So yeah, that was my experience with relationships. I can get into it in another episode, but... um. I want to talk about you guys and what you should be looking for and just kind of give you some tips of what I've learned along this entire journey um, with relationships. And I don't know if you could tell, but each one of those relationships got better and better and better as time went on. So, I, the reason that I think that is, is because my self-love grew more and more and more as time went on, so I was willing to put up with less and less. And it's not even, like, of he doesn't treat me right, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, yeah, that's part of it, but even, like, things like there's nothing, for example, with my second relationship it wasn't like toxic and he we had mutual respect for each other but it wasn't the level that I wanted it wasn't the level like of connection that I wanted and so I left and I think it's also like you need to have a very clear idea and picture of what it is that you want. Like, for example, I had a friend that wanted a relationship. I I don't remember super clearly, but I think she might have been telling me, like, I want a relationship. Like, do you, like, have anyone that you can set me up with? And I said, um, yeah, let me see. Like, what qualities do you want in a person? And she was like, I don't know. (laughs) 
And I told her, I'm like, girl, how am I going to set you up with someone? And how are you going to find someone if you don't know what you want? I feel like that is a recipe for disaster, to be honest. To not know what you want, then you'll just take, honestly, whatever comes your way. And even if it's not the best for you or what you need or what you want and you don't even know what you want so I just think when you don't have a clear idea there's more room for a negative relationship to come your way so that's the first thing I would do if I were you I would write down the exact qualities like your dream partner what do they do how do they act what's their personality like and then really reflect on that And maybe if you're talking to someone now and they don't fit those qualities or you're in a relationship right now and they don't fit those qualities, then might be time to let go. And I know it's way easier said than done. Trust me, I I for sure know that it's way easier said than done to let go of someone. But um, just think about that for a second, that if that person doesn't have those qualities, then the only thing that you're doing is delaying the time that it will take to get to the right person. That's all you're doing. And who knows, maybe like the right person was literally right in your vicinity, but you weren't available. You weren't single. You weren't available. You weren't ready to accept them because you're still hanging on to this person that's not right for you. But then also, Let's say you are single, you have this ideal person that you want to end up with in the end and grow old with, and you're not ready to receive them, then that would also be a tragedy because you have to think the person that you want and the ideal person that you want has to also want you back. So it's like, what version of yourself, because you don't need to change who you are. That's not what I'm saying. Don't change who you are, but grow into the best version of yourself. Like, is the version of you, who you are right now, is the person that you want, in the end, gonna wanna be with this version of yourself? If yes, then amazing. I would honestly put law of attraction in order, put it on your vision board, put it on your lock screen. And that affirmation is amazing, which is, I'll repeat it again. I don't chase. I attract what belongs to me will simply find me. That is amazing energy to carry with you. Because let me tell you, the night that I met Johnny, by the way, we met at a bar. I was not looking for anyone. I was not expecting to meet anybody but it just happened. And I think it was because of that energy that I carried with me through that affirmation that attracted him to me. So I think a lot of people in relationships and even just like when you're in a relationship, I posted this on my Instagram. It was like a sound that said, I used to say, you take care of me and I'll take care of you. But then I realized how shallow and short-ended that was. So instead of saying that, I said, I'll take care of me for you if you will please take care of you for me. And that is exactly, exactly the right mindset, which 
I think before you're in a relationship and during a relationship is taking care of you, taking care of your mental health, your physical health, and really honing in on that lifestyle that you want to live. And I do think that your mental health is the biggest thing and your mindset is the biggest thing that needs to be super solid. And once you have that, everything else will fall into place naturally. Well, I'm not going to say it'll happen on its own, but it will become a lot easier for everything else to fall into place. So really love on yourself and show yourself the love that you want to receive. There's this quote that says, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. And it's by Rupi Kaur. Um, she's that poet that wrote like Milk and Honey and these amazing poetry books. But I just think that hits home so hard because it's kind of the same as the quote that says, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. But I feel like that's kind of become very cliche and it's kind of lost its meaning because of how common it is. But this quote, I think, reflects the same values in a different way. So how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. And I love that it says teach. That is how you teach others to love you. Because here's the thing, no one that I have in my life doesn't not respect me. So what I'm saying is they all respect me. I think, I don't know if they all, you know, love me. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying like in terms of, you know, how, what I'm willing to put up with is what will, is what I will get basically. Because if I am being really clear with someone about my boundaries, because I love myself and I respect myself and I want to be treated how I deserve to be treated, I will put in those boundaries and those people will not cross those boundaries. If they cross those boundaries, I do not talk to them because they don't respect me. They're not in my life. They don't deserve to be in my life. So I think that is the most important energy that you need to carry and you need to remember if you don't love yourself, if you don't respect yourself, there's no way that you will get the opposite in return. And how you are treated is determined by how you treat yourself. Before you get into any kind of relationship or anything right like that, I would think a lot about this and really reflect and sit down and journal, obviously, it's in my opinion the best way to reflect also be honest about what you want do you want a relationship because you simply don't want to be alone do you want a relationship out of fear or do you want a relationship out of love if you want a relationship out of fear is it out of fear of being alone with your thoughts then ask yourself, why am I afraid of being alone with my thoughts? So maybe it's because when I'm alone with the thought with my thoughts, I get really bad, scary ideas and 
it uncovers very negative beliefs that I have about myself. Okay, why do I have these negative beliefs about myself? Oh, you know, when did I start having these negative beliefs about myself? Maybe it was back when years ago when this happened to me and this person said this and then I never realized that what that person said has been carrying, I have been carrying on my back all these years, which is why I want to have this relationship to fill the the hurt and almost add to that hurt. I honestly believe that any negative thoughts or beliefs that you have that are causing you to feel a certain way can be uncovered through asking questions. And I think that's why therapists are so amazing because they help you. They ask those questions that you would never think to ask yourself. And I think you can, if you have that self awareness and have that want to genuine want to be better you can ask yourself those questions through journaling and you'll be surprised at the answers that are uncovered however on the other hand when you're asking yourself why you want this relationship and if this really you want a relationship out of love because you love yourself and you are happy and you want to share your love with someone else in an intimate way that can only be shared with a romantic partner, I think that is absolutely amazing to have just so much love pouring out of you that you just want to share that with someone. And when two people like that get together, so much greatness can come out of that. So when you are ready and you are dating, there are green flags and there are red flags. And I'm going to tell you what some of those are for me. And these aren't going to be like stupid red flags and green flags like if he wears cargo pants. Like no, this that's not what I'm about to talk right now. I'm talking about real stuff. This is about like real relationships, serious relationships, and things like that. So, in all honesty, right off the bat, I would ask the most meaningful questions because I personally don't like to waste my time. If I know that I'm looking for a serious relationship and I have some deal breakers, I want to get them out of the way immediately. I don't want to drag it on and waste any more time and that's out of respect for myself and respect for the other person because I'm not gonna drag them along if you know I know that this isn't gonna work at least that's not what I'm doing moving forward I did that in the past because I was not you know in a point in my life to have that self-awareness but anyways something that I think you should absolutely ask this person and you should already know this for yourself as well is asking them what does your ideal lifestyle look like and this is a huge one because if your ideal lifestyle and their ideal lifestyle don't look the same or similar like for example let's say 
you want to travel the world you want to live a nomadic lifestyle where you work remotely and you get to be anywhere at any time and this other person is like you know i love living here i want to live here i want to settle down here and stay here forever for the rest of my life then that's not gonna work you also have to respect that person enough to respect their decisions and respect their wishes and not try to change them. A lot of people will get into relationships and they will try to change that person, whether it's something about their personality or something that they desire or want in life, like, oh, I want kids. He doesn't want kids. That's another big one that you should ask. I want kids. He doesn't want kids, but oh, you know what? Maybe when we get married, it'll be different. Maybe he'll change his mind. And sometimes that is just a very dangerous mindset to have because oftentimes they're probably going to be thinking the same thing that you'll change your mind, but you know that you're not going to change your mind. And you should never have to feel like you need to change certain things about a person first before you can settle down. So I would just ask those questions right off the bat. And if they're afraid of these questions, I want to, I would want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just, I don't know if I'm that patient to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I don't know, use your judgment. Maybe they're a little bit more skeptical and maybe more closed off. Maybe they have something in their life where they're just not as an op- an as an open person as like for example, I am like I have no problem talking about these things with like people that I'm just meeting. So just kind of use your best judgment. Like are they not wanting to talk about it because they need time to warm up to you? in order to be able to talk about those things or is it that they just would never want to talk about these things or that they are not emotionally ready to even think about these things, you know? So use your best judgment. But another thing that I actually saw a TikTok on, funnily enough, that I actually thought was super, super interesting. And this might not be apparent right away, but I, this TikTok said, this person, whoever you are with and you choose to be with, if you want, and this is kind of a hypothetical, so if you don't want kids, you can still use this as a hypothetical, but ask yourself, would you want a child that grows to be exactly like that person? If the answer is yes, then you're on the right track. If the answer is no, go the other way. Because if you were to have kids with this person and this child grows up with this person as a parent, more than likely they will pick up their habits, they will um, mimic them, and will, you know, be like them. So, that's something to really think about. And again, that's not something that you might know right off the bat, but maybe in the future, as you get to know them better and deeper, you will be able to identify this. Another thing, and just like how I was saying that you should 
you should not want to try to change something about them. They should just already be how you you know you would want them to be and they should also love and accept you for who you are exactly as you are so it goes both ways they shouldn't be trying to change you or you know change anything about you they should also love and accept you for who you are and that is unconditional love honestly because if they only love you when you are like this, or if you do this, or if you are this way, then that is conditional love, not unconditional love. And you should love this person, and this person should love you without any conditions. At the end of the day, everybody deserves to be loved for who they are as they are. And that's why I'm saying it kind of just goes into this whole circle of life. That's why I think that you should work towards becoming the best version of yourself to receive the best possible love that you can because then if you are not the best version of yourself, then you'll attract someone that is probably not the best version of themselves either. And I'm not saying you need to reach perfection. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying you have to just genuinely love yourself. In the end, it's all about love. It's all about loving yourself and loving yourself unconditionally. Like, ask yourself that. That is a tough question. Do you love yourself unconditionally? And I'll be honest, I don't know that there's anyone out there that does. And probably there is um, a handful of people, but I'll tell you, and be honest, I'm still working on loving myself unconditionally. You know, I love myself, but I'm working on loving myself unconditionally. So it's not based on my achievements. It's not based on what I look like. It's not based on anything, but just purely loving myself for who I am, for all I am. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. You are listening to the Out of My Mindset podcast, hosted by Paola Camila. Thanks for listening.